Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of the Hear Me Tell It, the life and times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, ride shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids, and I ain't never told my spouse, but whatever the truth be, it will be this, to hear me tell it. Well, hello, folks. Welcome back, and good morning to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It. I'm actually kind of ahead of the game this week, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm motivated because I'm going to be out of town. But anyway, uh, forthcoming, that is. I, I want to start by saying, as always, thank you to the, I think I'm down to 25 people now, I think, listen regular. <laughs> I think I, I'm going to, I'm probably going to hang this up when it gets down to the single digits. Uh, but this is episode, I think number 40, I'd have to go back and look and see, cause I don't, I don't track them, but I think this is like 48 or 49 or something like that. 47, maybe hell. I don't know. But anyway, um, thanks to all those who do listen. I've, I've, I've got a, a handful. I ain't gonna say faithful. That's, uh, I'm, I love y'all, but I tell you what, if y'all listen to Jerry Daniels once a week, <laughs> y'all ain't got nothing to do, man. I'm telling you. Yes, sir. Uh, a couple of things I want to I want to put out, uh, share. You know, and I said I wasn't going to go political, but uh, if if these numbers do get down low, I'm going to go political. Uh, I, I quite frankly think that it would be uh, uh, therapy for me, <laughs> and I think it would be somewhat entertaining, but I think it would also be more impactful. So anyway, all right. Let me see. I said I was going to say I uh, put out a couple of things. One is, is the fate of that damn male cardinal that has been the biggest nuisance this entire summer. Old boy didn't set up camp in one of the evergreen trees out here behind my office and decided that my entire property, I'm talking about my lot, my entire lot was his place. And it was like, uh, you know, his domain and he was protecting it. And it was all territorial crap. And and I've shot at him. I don't know how many times I missed him. And I can't never get a good shot because it, I'm afraid, you know, where where the pellet was going to go after it because it's either my neighbor's house on this side or my neighbor's house over yonder. So I really couldn't get off on good shots. And then the old boy was on to me, so then I'd sneak around the house, and he he knew I was coming. I don't know how he figured it out. But anyway. <clears throat> but uh, he's made a huge mess just – Marked up my back door and, and my screen on my sliding glass door. Scratched it all, I tore it all up. Not tore it all up, but he's got all these little claw marks in it and stuff. And, you know, they can't be fixed. But And and has, and his lack of better words, his shit all over my windows and the back of my back porch. And uh, now he's gone. I don't know what happened to him. So either A, his ass got hit by a car. B, a bird of prey got him. C, uh, a cat got him. Or it, maybe he just died of old age. I don't know. I guess birds don't live forever. So uh, something happened to him. He's gone. I know that. And I'm glad. I'm glad. And he's gone on whatever natural cause was, whatever it was. I don't know what it was. But oh boy, ain't here no more. How about that? All right. So that's, that's, a, that's a positive. That's a positive to start off the week with. I uh, also want to share with, and I put it on Facebook, 
But I also want to share with is uh, my boyfriend, my boyhood friend, great American buddy, Mike Posey, uh, lived down in Potterville now, I believe, old Mike, him and Miss Darlene. They was high school sweethearts forever. Uh, you know, you, we hear these stories. We don't hear them often, but we hear, we do hear these stories. And most time they happen in, well, no, I ain't going to say that. I, I say I was going to say most time they happen in small towns. I don't think that's true. I think they just happen anywhere. But they're they're good they're good stories because, um, it they, it shows what true love is and what it can do and what it what it will become. But I always admire this about Mike is, uh, and and he can correct me, but I don't want to get into his personal life. I don't know if he dated anybody else, but I know him and Miss Darlene were sweet on each other, and they've been together a long time, and I think that's kind of cool. Congratulations to both of y'all. I think that's cool. Um, anyway, so. Mike Posey has become one of the listeners, and uh, you know Mike and I were real close. We was little, and boy, I, I, if 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 I think I may have mentioned this before, but if I had a dollar for every time he and I sat at the kitchen table, me and his brother Joey, and and eat boxes of cereals, we didn't eat bowls of cereals. We ate boxes of cereals and watched cartoons. Um, we 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 uh, we could probably buy something worth having. But anyway, so Mike Posey. He's reminded me of a couple of things, uh, and and I've talked about one of them, and he, then he reminded me of something else. But he he sent me a a, a bottle. I mean, a, a bottle. He he sent me an empty can of of a uh, can of Purple Passion, and I thought, man, how cool is that? Because I had forgotten about it. Man, we used to drink a lot of Purple Passion, and uh, like I said, we used to we used to I used to I say steal. It's, it's stealing because I took it without asking. But Daddy had them in the grocery store, and I would take them and set them out in the hot sun, let them get real hot, and shake them up and throw them against the back wall and watch them explode. Um, I guess that's what we did when we didn't have other sources of entertainment. But uh, Mike reminded me of something, and that's what I'm going to talk about today is my my uh, my lunch that my mama would pack for me in school. And th- now this is at the Taylor County, this is elementary school. This is at the Taylor County Boys School. Now those familiar with the with the uh, great state of Georgia and the the county of Taylor County when the uh, whole racial uh, integration took place, uh, there was something that happened unique in Taylor County. And what they did is they racially integrated but they sexually segregated. That's the first time I've ever said that that way. I thought, how about that? We became racially integrated, but sexually segregated. And uh, I went to school in Taylor County that way, where when I started the third grade, then I went to the, what was called the Taylor County Boys School, which was out on the county, out, out of the city limits, it's out of the county. And then the Taylor County Girls School was in 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 the Butler, in the county, you know, the county seat. It was in the city limits. It was the, it was called the Taylor County Girls School. Anyway, and each one of those, each one of those uh, schools, had uh, its own principals. And you may say, why do you say principals? But well, because they were, I, and I and I, I will say they they had the wisdom and the foresight. I ain't saying everything was done right. I'm just saying that, but they did it. And they and they had the wisdom and the foresight to understand what would be the problem, so they had a black principal and they had a white principal, 
And the black principal imposed all the uh, disciplinary actions against only the black students. And then the white principal did it only for the uh, white students. So how about that? Imagine that. Man, that was way back then, too. But anyway, so back back to the the lunch thing. So Mama <clears throat> would 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 pack me a lunch. Would pack me a lunch, and um, she did several things. And I know y'all's mom and daddy maybe maybe they did pack a lunch. Maybe they didn't. Uh, I, I know uh, you know mom and daddy owned the grocery store, and and we was we was not wealthy by any means by any stretch, but we did have some money. And I'm sure we didn't qualify any for no free lunch program or something, but uh, and, and didn't need to. But uh, I was I was a picky eater. I'll admit it. I was a picky eater. There was just some things I didn't eat when I was little, and 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 I uh, I didn't have demands. I wouldn't be demanding anything. And I think you know I look back now. Did Mama spoil me? Yeah, to some to some degree she did. She did. She she spoiled me. And I, I look back now in retrospect thinking, you know, was there any good to it? Well, it, it did it make me feel loved? Yeah, I guess it did. Uh, did it make me feel special? I didn't think about things like that when I was little, and I, about being special. Um, would, I, would I have done okay if she didn't have done it? Yeah, I would have done fine. Wouldn't have been no problem. But here's what, here's what my mama did. My mama would make, uh, you know, um, sandwiches and sometimes I may have a peanut butter and jelly and then maybe the next day I have a a ham and cheese sandwich and and then maybe the the next day I have a chicken salad sandwich now I'm gonna tell y'all right now chicken salad needs to have only I'll I'll I'll, I'll put this at a stretch maybe four ingredients needs to have mayonnaise mustard, chicken, and uh, not counting spices, so salt and pepper don't count, but it needs to have mayonnaise, a little mustard, chicken, and uh, a boiled egg mashed up in it. That's it. Chicken salad, in my humble opinion, I know folks going to say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. I'll eat it when I go to these fancy foo-foo places and, and whatnot and 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 I, I went to a good friend's house and and she made chicken salad and we went out on the pontoon boat. Was it good? Yeah. Uh, was it as I would have preferred? No. Cause the dadgum anyway. Y'all have eaten these before, but you go to one, you go to a place to get chicken salad, and it's got damn chunks of apples in it. It's got raisins in it. It's got uh, onions in it. It's got freaking celery in it. It sometimes it'll have uh, red pepper, uh, not red pepper, bell pepper in it. It'll have uh, freaking walnuts in it. It'll have grapes in it, sliced little purple grapes in it, or cranberries in it. And I don't know about y'all, and I'm not a meat and potato guy. I'm 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 pretty worldly. I've eaten a lot of places, but that ain't chicken salad. Same thing for tuna salad. Nope, tuna salad has not not as many damn things as chicken salad. It's got Mayonnaise, tuna, and a boiled egg. That's it. And I'm not even sure why the boiled egg's in there. But anyway, it needs to be in there. So that that's that, – anyway. All right, so Mama would make uh, a sandwich. Like I said, it would be either a chicken salad sandwich, it would be a ham sandwich, or it would be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, 
if it was a ham sandwich, then it had to have one of them little old bags of Fritos in there. Corn chips. Had a little Frito corn chips. Frito-Lay corn chips. Remember, we called them Fritos, but uh, as opposed to Cheetos. But it had Frito corn chips in there. And um, and then it would have a, uh, a Jell-O pudding pack. Man, they were good. I love me some Jell-O pudding packs. Had Jell-O pudding pack in there. And then... Uh, and then you get this, and this is what Mike Poser reminded me of. My mother would, like, on a Sunday evening, <clears throat> make hamburgers. And she'd make these little old hamburgers, <clears throat> and they were good hamburgers, but it was all 100% beef hamburgers. She'd make these hamburgers, put them in the bun, and then she'd, she would, uh, well, first of all, she'd make the hamburgers, and she'd set them out on a pan in the kitchen for a couple of hours and let them get to room temperature. And then she would make the burger, and I'm, I'm not I'm not making this up. She would make the burger, and of course back then I I put one thing on a hamburger. Back then I don't do this today, but back then I ate one thing on a hamburger, and that was damn ketchup. That was it. So she'd put ketchup on it, <clears throat> salt and pepper, and then she would wrap them in aluminum foil. Let's say she made five, and she'd put them in the freezer, and that would be a supply of hamburgers that I'd have for the upcoming lunches. <clears throat> and then on some occasions, not always, because I do love that chocolate milk they had in them little old containers at the school. Chocolate milk and regular milk, too, for that matter. But what she would do is, and, and this going back to Mike Poser thing, she would take not only the hamburgers and freeze them, but the night before, and Mama stayed up late. Mama stayed up real late. Dad, Bob Daniels was a workaholic and working guy, but daddy would go to bed, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock. He was done. He'd, he'd be sitting there in his recliner. And then all of a sudden, whoop, he'd be up. He grabbed his shoes, said, I see y'all tomorrow. And he'd walk out of the den. And it was, sometimes the sun was still up, but daddy was done. He was, cause daddy was up at 4 a.m. <clears throat> but daddy walked off and, and then that was it. And then mama had her time to do whatever she wanted to do. But sometimes she'd go in there in the kitchen and she'd be getting stuff ready for my lunch, and that and I would I and I and I miss that. But Mama would go in there and get that stuff ready. But what Mama would do sometimes is she would take one of them purple passion. Now back then the soda can was made out of of tin. It was it was not aluminum, and it, you you damn sure wasn't gonna smash it on your forehead. If you do, you knock yourself out and cut your head open. But cans back then were cans. They weren't what they are today. And mama would take a purple passion late at night, and it could be 11, it could be 12, who knows what time it was, but she'd put it in the freezer. And then come morning time, it would be frozen maybe 80%, but it, it wasn't in there long enough to explode and expand, you know. It wasn't in there that long, so she'd take it out. And then what mama would do is she would, in the mornings, She'd take out one of them damn frozen burgers that's been in there for three or four days, and she'd take out that can of Purple Passion that's been in there overnight, and then that would keep everything cool throughout the rest of the day. And then she'd put me a sandwich in there or whatever, two sandwiches, who knows, <clears throat> and a pudding pack. So anyway, Mike Poser reminded me of this, and I got to thinking about, you know, yeah, I, I, I didn't ask for it. I don't know why Mama did it. Maybe because I complained one time. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember asking for it. And I don't. I don't remember not eating the the edges around the bread. I don't. I don't remember that. I know. Uh, 
I had some friends that they wouldn't touch it if it had edges. I'd eat it. I didn't care. But Mama, whatever, was inclined to to cut that off. And what a waste. Maybe maybe she was being savvy, and she'd cut all the edges off the bread and save them and make make some kind of dressing out of it or something, use them for breadcrumbs and put them in a burger or something. Hell, I don't know, for stuffing or who knows. But Mama would do that on the sandwiches too, and I don't I don't know why she did it. I never asked for it, you know. And this was this was in the day before there was uh, Ziploc bags. Now, how many of y'all remember the old sandwich bag? Is you put the sandwich in, and then you had to basically flip or invert that outer fold, and you flipped it, and it just kept it in there. It didn't damn sure it wasn't airtight. So if you left it in there, it was gonna get. It's going to get soggy or stale or whatever the case was. It was exposed to the environments. But Mama would do that, <clears throat> and that's how and Mama would make my lunches. Mama also did something else for me, and I told you all before, she was when I worked at the gas station for Mr. Wilson, Mama would oftentimes bring me lunch. And back then, in that day, you used to say she bought me a plate, and that was just implied. It was something good, but it was a plate, and it was wrapped in aluminum foil and been hid, heated in an oven, not a microwave. And she'd bring it up there, and it was always good. <clears throat> but mother, my, Mama did something else for me, and it drove Daddy insane. Boy, he used to piss Bob Daniels off. And I'm not sure really why she did it. Uh, I liked it. Uh, did I feel special? Sure. Uh, I know what they made Daddy mad. Yep. Mama would make banana pudding, old school way, like she would make her macaroni and cheese. And those are things I miss. My wife can't make that stuff. Uh, she has no... No interest, I guess, but tell you what, my mama's damn uh, chicken and dumplings, uh, her Thanksgiving uh, dressing, you can call it stuffing because we didn't stuff it in nothing other than our damn mouth. But mama would make that big old pot of dressing and a pan, big pan of dressing. And my sister's got that pan to this day, and uh, she got the recipe too. But mama would make that and uh, – and and her dressing and her I'm squirreling and her macaroni and cheese, her chicken and dumplings and her daggum well m- many of her casseroles, she was famous for. But her damn uh, banana pudding was absolutely phenomenal, and it had them little crackers in it. Now a lot of folks used to call them vanilla wafers. <clears throat> they ain't vanilla wafers. They nilla, and I ain't figured that out yet either. They're nilla wafers. Maybe that's just somebody figured that we're going to make this famous in the South and we'll make them nilla instead of vanilla. But they was nilla wafers. And Mama would make her banana pudding that was to die for. Man, what I would do right now to have some of that. Good memories, brother. Anyway, so, but Mama would make a another batch and it would be a, it would be a much, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be a much smaller uh, dish, <clears throat> a banana pudding. And get this. It wouldn't have any bananas in it. <laughs> it would be just the pudding and them damn crackers and that, that egg white uh, topping that she'd bake, put on there and then bake it and have them little them little swirls at the top. You know, it would come up and it looked like the tip of an ice cream from Dairy Queen. It would like, it would dip over and uh, it would be kind of baked on, it would be brown on that, had that slight, slight crust on it. Man, that was good. I miss that. I miss your mama. So anyway, that would that would drive Daddy crazy that she would make an extra dish of banana pudding without bananas just for me. All right. So, 
And, and lastly, I want to wrap up with, because Mike Poser reminded me about the, the whole school lunch thing, is, you know, wheat boxes were, were the thing back then. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if they even do that today. Who, who knows? But lunch boxes were the things back then. And I remember being little, um, you know, when the school year was about to start. And it was actually exciting. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was actually exciting for the, for the new school year because, hey, you got to see all your friends you didn't see during the summer. But that shit wore off in about three days, getting to see everybody. And but you, you, I don't say you, but I remember getting excited when Mama would take me to Macon, and I think we went to Woolworths or some store in Macon to buy the school supplies for the upcoming year. And I remember three things distinctly. One is is buying that little plastic thing that would hold about three or four pencils. We didn't use pens back then; we used pencils. But it would hold about three or four pencils. It was a long uh, rectangular little box. It had a sliding lid on it, and it served as uh, a couple of functions. One is it was 12 inches long or longer, but it had a 12-inch ruler on it, so you could measure. <clears throat> Don't know what we was measuring in the fourth grade, but you could measure something. <clears throat> and it, it had a ruler on it, but also imprinted on the top was the timetables, which helped me tremendously. So, and then it gave the teachers a challenge because you're doing your timetables, uh, you'd have to put that away because you'd use them to cheat. <clears throat> it's human nature, take the path of least resistance. But anyway, so it had the timetables on it, it had a ruler on it, and then tucked up on top of one end or the other, it was, was a pencil sharpener. <clears throat> yep, a pencil sharpener. And uh, I'm sad to say that there's probably a, a lot of young folks today who have no idea what a pencil or a pencil sharpener is. Probably no idea. So it had those things in it. But I got excited about buying that. I don't know why, because they was different colors and stuff, and I think they started printing crap on them. But anyway, so that was always cool. And it was something you lost within the first week. <clears throat> and then the, the other thing to get excited about going to the school year was got to buy a, a, a book satchel. A book satchel. And it was like a... For lack of better words, it was a soft briefcase, but you could put stuff in it, and uh, and they were made out of fake leather and had the big buckles and straps on them and whatnot, and and we didn't have backpacks. You had a book satchel. You carried the damn thing. And then the third thing and the most important thing was is you got to go pick out you a new lunchbox. You got to get a new lunchbox. And there were some cool lunchboxes back in that day. There was Rat Patrol there was Superman, and there was Batman, and there was the Hulk, and there was Spider-Man. And then, you know, as, as TV really got a hold of everything, then there was, you know, um, there was the, uh, you know, the, the Scooby-Doo and and w- whatever else, the cartoon, you know, uh, Johnny, what was that? What was that thing? Johnny Quest? Was that the show? Johnny Quest? Anyway. So that that was always the fun thing was is to 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 pick out a new lunchbox. They had the matching thermos, and they had that little thing. You know that shit used rust, and you know and and some of those today are highly collectible. I think if we'd have kept all the damn lunchboxes that we ever carried in our day, uh, and that would that would have been cool. <clears throat> so anyway, and then some of those thermoses, uh, you know, they had the thermos back then had that damn. Uh, that glass, it was almost like a glass insert. I don't know what that crap was made out of. It's probably unsafe, but it had a glass insert. And if you dropped your thermos 
uh, you would break that damn thing inside, and then it was shot after that. You know, you could unscrew that thing in the bottom and look at it, inspect it, and clean it. But, uh, yeah, we've come a long way, we have. We've come a long way. All right, that's all I got. I'm already at 20-something minutes here. I just want to say, uh, again, thanks to my great friend Mike Posey <clears throat> for listening. Christy, Christy, uh, Christy Dunn, uh, Barrow, but Christy Dunn listens uh, to my podcast, and she she gave me a uh, some feedback. I don't know if it was on Facebook or a text message, what it was, but she did say hello. And um, I'm going I'm going to be. I, I know I shouldn't tell folks this. Well, no, 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 because see, this is going to come out Wednesday, so this will be an after fact. So I'm pretty excited because because of uh, some business that needs to be done. I will actually be in Butler, Georgia, Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday the 8th. Uh, I'll be in Butler, Georgia, and, uh, of course, I'm going to go see Mr. Bo. Got to go see Mr. Bo. And, uh, but I'm making my way through a, another part of the state, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing by Butler. and I'm going to be with a fellow that's, uh, I think, that was in Butler 20 or 30 years ago, so I get to give him a few minutes. I give him a, give him a five-minute tour <laughs> of the big city of Butler, Georgia, when I cruise through there. I do miss Butler. I I thank God, I do. I thank the good Lord that I was uh, raised there. I had a lot of fun. So um, some of these stories that happened there, I can't tell. So, all right, that's it. I'm going to wrap it all up. Thanks again for everybody from listening. Please uh, subscribe, comment, share if you think it's worthy. And uh, there was nothing earth-shattering in this episode, that's for sure. But I do think, and I've got it right over here on the shelf. I already put it on Facebook. I got it right there on the shelf, my new can of open, but it's got the pull tab in it of my purple passion, uh, soda can from my great friend, Mike Posey. And I very, 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 very much appreciate it. And again, uh, you and Darlene got something special and I think that's pretty cool. All right. That's it. Going to sign off. Uh, my, my great friend, uh, and Ken Borchick, I forgot to say that Ken Borchick, I think lives in California. I used to carpool with Ken Borchick, Ken Borchick and, uh, in California, he's retired, uh, master chief, <clears throat> and Ken is a uh, another great American, and and uh, God bless him. He's out there in California. I think I don't know how he stands it, but he's out there. And we used to carpool together. And he was he was he was laughing at me, or he gave me some poke about uh, Mike Coker because <clears throat> we used to all carpool together in D.C. I think maybe I'll do an episode on that if I haven't already done one. But uh, yeah, I'm going I'm going to quote Mike Coker here. <clears throat> And uh, so Mike's out there, wherever he's at. He lives in a Class A motor home somewhere way out west, and he's he's a retired U.S. Navy warrant officer. He's living the dream, man. He's living the dream. And um, I'm sure today's going to be like any other day. He's going to play golf. He's going to smoke a cigar, and he's probably going to drink some fine bourbon somewhere. So Mike Coker from the big place of Elgin, South Carolina, as we would always get out of the car, he'd throw his left hand up and say, Bicycle. <laughs>